Hello, and welcome to the Enchanted Podcast, the show bringing you all the latest Disney news. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And today, we'll be exploring a weird but interesting topic, cues, (laughs) (laughs) aka the lines that you wait in at the parks. (laughs) Yeah. But first, let's get to the news. Uh, This week, Entertainment Weekly released their fall TV cover, which is the Mandalorian. We're getting ready. Season two. Very exciting stuff. We got some photos. None of Ahsoka, though. All these characters we know and love. Mando, Baby Yoda, (laughs) Cara Dune, all of them. Yeah, they look really amazing. I will say the costumes this season look incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I am also bummed about not having pictures of Ahsoka, because I know that's what we're all waiting for. But I think that her reveal in the show is going to be great. So I don't think we really want to be spoiled yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if they give us any of her in the trailer, it's going to be, like, so small. (laughs) I know. Uh, And the other thing that happened this week was that D23, the official Disney fan club, revealed a Halloween celebration that they're doing this year called Halloween Hullabaloo. And they're going to have a few events going on. One of them is the Disney Halloween Mouse Grade, which is the costume contest that they usually do at the convention every other year. Um, They'll also have a book launch party, Uh, Disney Plus picks, limited edition pins that you can pick up, as well as a hullabaloo sweepstakes that you can enter. Uh, So in order to attend this event, you do have to be a D23 member, but you can get a membership for free. There is a free level of um, D23 membership. So that's something I know I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get a costume in there that I worked on a few months ago. So that's very exciting. Um, So all the topics that we could have talked about, (laughs) uh, we picked, I think, the most interesting one. I think that they're very essential. They play an integral part in the experience. They're setting up the stage for what's to come on the ride. So it's much better than I think at a normal amusement park where you usually just wait in a line and it's just like railings after railings, like just your normal switchback queue. Disney makes sure that even once you're in line, you're already getting part of that experience before you're even on it. Yeah, you want to be a part of the story, you know, that's, that's, I think, what theme parks are all about, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not, uh, it's not like going to a, just like a themed land that is, you know, smaller, it's what you experience throughout the whole park and how waiting in line can actually not be so bad after all, so, uh, and, you know, we do have to give credit to the amazing Imagineers that did a fantastic job making uh, waiting in line an interactive experience too, because that's something that I think has become more common in the parks is having that 
uh, that just that interactive part of it. It's you very know? evident how it has changed over the years. If you go on a more original ride, say um, Pirates of the Caribbean, even though it's a great queue, it's very well themed, it can get a little boring. You might be sitting in line for a while to get on that ride and you're going to have to be entertained by your phone or your family and then you might start missing out on the queue that they worked on so hard. But if you look at, and we'll talk more about in Galaxy's Edge, whole new level of queue design and interactive design in general. It does actually use your phone a little bit, but it's in a way that you're also interacting with the environment around you. The Imagineers just, they're always going above and beyond and improving. And I can't wait to see what's going to come like in the future of Q design. Yeah. And I'm glad that you, you talked about that because a lot of the original attractions don't necessarily have a story aspect to them um, because you can kind of see like, if we're talking about Fantasyland, for example, you can kind of see where the ride starts from where you're waiting in line. So they don't, they haven't really had the need to build in any story aspects to it because you kind of enter the building and you're looking at all of it. Um, but as those lines became longer, they've developed new ways to uh, experience the story before you even get on the ride. So uh, let's talk about there was one I, I wanted to mention, and I know it was on your list, um, something that has evolved <laughs> yes. tremendously, oh. which is Pan's flight. Quite the layover. I remember having to wait in this line when I was younger and being pretty bored, especially just the normal outdoor queue. They have those giant shields and the switchback, and then you get in the trees. But Peter Pan is a very popular ride, usually an hour or even longer of a line. So the Imagineers took it upon themselves to completely redesign the queue, make sure it was able to hold the capacity needed. And it's insane. <laughs> yeah, and I remember before they started construction on it, you know, the line used to be down. There's like kind of like a little ramp that goes down across from the tangled bathrooms and the mm -hmm. line used to wrap around all the way down there and I think it was I mean the line is still just as long but it's not in the way of like traffic flow which I think was important that they <laughs> that they got that taken care of um with the way that crowds are at the park yeah. so uh, you still enter through the same entrance you would have originally but this time you go inside of the building and you enter and at first, like, it's very spectacular because you see the outside of the Darling's house, there's nice ambiance, and then you start going through the house, kind of their corridors and hallways, and you're introduced slowly to the characters, the Darling children. You're introduced to the story of Peter Pan, who he is, where he lived, Neverland, and everything about that. But the best room, <laughs> the best part in line is definitely the bedroom where the darling kids live. Yeah, the nursery is one of my favorite parts too. And when before I had actually gone and 
been through that queue, that was kind of the only thing that I saw when mm -hmm. they released pictures of it. So when I actually got there, I was kind of surprised by the narrow hallways that Hallway, you had to yeah, enter. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but they made it work because they used uh, window displays and they, while still making it look classic, mm -hmm. you know, they used a lot of new technology and a lot of um, different types of lighting too that helped yeah. uh, just make it interesting. You know, it didn't feel like it was too tight in there, you know, with a lot of people. It, it all worked out because of the way that they arranged the layout of all of their displays. Mm -hmm. And I love the little Tinkerbell effect that they have in the hallway <laughs> of her going around and she kind of lights up the lights and she dances around, which is really cool. Yeah, so, so there's the interactive features. Kids will look for Tinkerbell. She's flying around the room. She's interacting with the props and the toys that are in the room, making things move. Um, but one of my favorite things is actually it's, these things can be so simple, but just so entertaining that make that weight in line just so much more enjoyable. Uh, the shadows that you can interact with, because as you know, Peter Pan's shadow is a big part of the story. And so at one point in the line, they have a lighting effect and you can actually ring little bells and they're just shadows. And it always just makes you wonder like, how are they doing this? And they also have butterflies. Uh, I can't remember if there's any other like forms of shadows there, but it's very magical. Yeah, I think those are the two main ones that they, they have. And I also like looking at uh, all of the beds that they have for uh, yeah. all of the different kids and how Tinkerbell will pop up and she'll make things move, which is them. And it's, it's just, it's a really fun experience and it, it kind of takes the, the stress of waiting in line away. Uh, it, I get excited to go in the queue rather than yeah. like, yeah, I get to go in the queue as well. I get to like maybe get a butterfly to land in my hand or go underneath uh, Tinkerbell's pixie dust right before I get onto the ride. And for some of these too, I think that the queue itself is sometimes more enjoyable than actually being on the ride with just how you can interact with things and that is really an amazing thing <laughs> when you think about it how yeah. you know you're so excited to get on this ride but it's actually the experience leading you there that actually makes it more magical um another one i wanted to talk about what well you mentioned pirates um that i <laughs> <laughs> I, put it on, I put it on my list because that was one that kind of has that sense of nostalgia when yeah. you in. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the smell. <laughs> as we've I was going to say, before. that smell in the queue, be hidden. Some, some things I may not have put on my list simply because I was like, oh, I do really enjoy the queue, but also I feel like half of it is just because I enjoy the smell <laughs> or the ambiance music. Yeah. And I'll think of the actual, like, physical queue, and I'm like, oh, it's all right. It's, it's a good queue, but it would be nothing without those senses. 
Yeah, I agree. And Pirates is, I also think at least a common theme on my list are cool, dark places. (laughs) Um, So there, I have a lot on here and Pirates kind of sums them all up. It's dark and it's, it it can be loud, but um, you can hear the music. And I think if you kind of just focus on the music that's playing in the background, it kind of it's just relaxing. Um, the Caribbean has some of the best music. The movies, the ride, you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I think when I'm spending all day in the heat at the park and it's kind of crowded and people are loud, you know, it gets a little stressful sometimes. And it's, you know, th- those are things that you can't really control. But when you go into a queue that's really relaxing and it kind of calms you down a little bit. And that's one of the reasons why I love mm-hmm. pirates. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't really know what you have on your list, but I had two more that kind of go with the theme of pirates. Um, but I kind of want to see what you put. <laughs> right. Um, one that I put uh, was Big Thunder Mountain. So that's not a cold, wet place. That's a dry, dry, hot place. Um, But it was recently renovated, obviously. And I don't know, it's a lot of fun. It was always a queue line. I never minded going on as a kid either. Just because the desert scape with the cacti and rocks, when you get on, like, ooh, it just feels like a completely different place when you enter it. But again, Imagineering has come so far and they decided to bring in some more interactive features. So you can spin a bunch of handles and see like a little movie play out. You can do the same thing to see like an animation of a cowboy or a horse running. And uh, you can set off dynamite. (laughs) You can push down on these little dynamite things and you can hear the explosions going off and it sounds like they're coming from the ride. And uh, I think the last interactive feature is another like lever-like thing. And you can see a little canary bird come up from the mines to signal whether or not there's air down in the mines. (laughs) And although these are just like super fun and obviously to entertain, they just further the story even more. Like the canary birds is such a specific thing to the Wild West and that mining life. It's great. And... I also just really love (laughs) the signs and the postings throughout it because it has that Western jargon that they would use, like no shooting, no spitting, like (laughs) just a bunch of funny phrases and words that you just wouldn't encounter in everyday life. I never noticed the interactive features because usually when I I go on Big Thunder, I always have a fast pass or if I don't. I go at night during the fireworks and no one's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually pass through all of the interactive stuff. Yeah. And that's also something I missed uh, in Pandora was I didn't get to see the avatar and I didn't get to see the lab, you know, because the, the line was shorter than usual. So yeah. they kind of brought us in a different way. Um, so that is something I will have to look for next time I go because that does sound really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a bit upsetting because obviously the ride is the star of the show. It's why you're there. It's why you're in line to begin with. 
but you do get to miss out on some of those amazing features. Like I hadn't seen a lot of the big Thunder Mountains until I had to wait like 30 minutes in line one time. But again, it's beautiful. And I like that it gives you little hints and peaks of the ride you're about to go on, especially once you get further in, you get like a beautiful picture perfect moment to see that giant mountain and you can see the people on the train going around screaming. I have to mention, <laughs> Which one? you're going to laugh at me for saying this, but another cue that I really enjoy is under the sea, the little mermaid. I love that one. No, I love okay, good. It's, it's so good. First this of all, the exterior, beautiful. Oh, I'll let yeah. you go, but the exterior gives me chills. Every time. Uh, it's just, it, it was kind of interesting when it first opened because you're like, wow, that really is Prince Eric's castle. But mm -hmm. as you walk into the queue, it's almost like you're going underneath the castle. Yeah. And I love the little scuttle animatronic that they have <laughs> in there. It's also something that starts to tie you into the story before you're even there. And mm -hmm. I actually really like that that entrance to the queue where you walk across the yeah. little you walk um, across the water there's so many water features does this go under your cold wet category it does okay i was gonna say i was like it's funny because you would think little mermaid under the sea it would be a water ride but it's not but i like that even though it is an omni mover you're not actually in any water they still brought in those physical water features throughout the line. Like you, the ground is wet. Oh yeah. You're going and under some waterfalls. It's beautiful. And when you actually get into the castle and you're waiting in the queue, it kind of reminds me of pirates because yeah. the pirate queue has that old uh, like stone texture in mm -hmm. the queue and it's very dark, but it's cool. And like I said, you know, they're, it's a little wet because they're trying to bring in that water feature and it's just I don't it's just really calming and the light is it's not like um it's not a blue light which kind of makes you a little more awake um it's more like a reddish like a warm toned light in there and it kind of just relaxes you and I don't know it's just something about it and I think the music has something to do with it too uh, and I know once you get closer to actually boarding the attraction, you can start to hear Sebastian talking yeah. and kind of, it brings back all those like childhood memories of yeah. watching Little Mermaid. And, and that is one that I, that I always enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think that one's great. I think it's really cute. I have one more that falls under the cold, dark, yeah. <laughs> wet category. <laughs> Um, although it's not really wet in there, it's like a fake illusion of being under the water. And that is the seas with Nemo and friends. Really? I think I just like the building in general. Um, <laughs> because even after you exit the ride, you still feel like you're under the sea. Because yeah. that little playground area for the kids, there's a little aquarium area and you can see the scuba diver. So... It's just really, I, the, 
my favorite thing about the queue is walking into the attraction and they have the lights going that are projecting water on the floor. That is cool, yeah. That is one of my favorite things in there. It definitely makes you feel underwater and it stays within uh, the same theme as the Little Mermaid because again, it's on an Omnimover, but it still makes you feel under the sea. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I feel like every time I do go on it, it's one that I walk right through. And for some reason, I'm always very, very cold in there to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be here. I want to get on the ride right now. It's a little chilly. It is it, a little it's chilly. Cold. <laughs> it's cold. And I understand the Florida heat is a lot, but it's one of the coldest cues, I think. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that it's my absolute favorite, but it is one that I enjoy. And I just wanted to mention it because it... Yeah. I look any way to relax in the parks after a long day I'm totally okay with it so I agree um one I have that has like a little mix of that originality but also has been recently renovated is the haunted mansion because it used to be you just wait in a very long line and then you get into pretty much the pre-show it would lead you straight into there but it's such a popular attraction they kind of did the same thing that they had did with peter pan so they created an outdoor cemetery that's outside of the mansion and it's quite interactive you can put your hands kind of hit these musical instruments that are on the wall and they'll make a bunch of noise. They have piano keys. They have a fortune teller <laughs> uh, that'll sometimes talk to you and books that'll just come out of the shelves. It's a lot of fun. Kids really enjoy it. And it has some water features to it. <laughs> I was just going to say there's that sea captain too. He, uh, yeah. he spits out some water from his coffin. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, it's something fun. People love taking photos in there. And then you get that sense of the original ride when you enter in that iconic stretching room. You, you can't miss out on the stretching room. It's okay. the best. <laughs> I think that's what makes the whole attraction. Is it that, really is. Which, you can't skip it. Yeah, which is kind of weird right now because of um you have to skip it <laughs> you know they don't want people kind of just standing around so mm -hmm. um and especially in a close space like that so the stretching room is currently a walkthrough right now um which kind of takes the fun out of it but it definitely does but it's for the safety of the guests so i understand but yeah wanted to mention the haunted mansion it's not wet but it's cold <laughs> yeah, that was also on my list of favorite ones and i like that they give you the option so that interactive queue it does take a little bit longer i've it noticed does. um because people are kind of walking through and taking their time and looking at things uh so they do give you give you the option of going to the interactive queue or continuing straight to the mansion mm -hmm. which i found was really nice and there's a bunch of easter eggs in there which is also something I enjoy and finding little things that people might not pick up on at first, you know, but uh, Master Gracie's tombstone is in there. Um, and there's a lot of those carvings on 
all of the coffins or any like of the other interactive features. And a lot of those carvings were of concept characters that never actually made it into the attraction. Cute. <laughs> they get in their place now. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you kind of went over to Epcot when you were talking about the seas with Nemo. Uh, so I don't know if you have this on your list, but I put test track, not just for the new queue, but for also the old queue. <laughs> I almost put it on my list and then I didn't. Yeah. Um, okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> test track is one of my all time favorite rides. It's great. Out of all of the parks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always been one of my favorites. And I like the interactive features that they put into the new queue, but I think I kind of have a thing for the old. Right? The old like, I love designing the car, and I count that as part of the queue because you are still waiting in line. Obviously, it's that new updated interactive feature, but... Like the queue before that, it's obviously, it was redone a few years ago. It's very sleek, it's very modern. Yes, it's cool to see the old cars, or, I mean the new cars and the breakdown of them and you can see the videos of people designing and making the cars. But I miss the old queue a little bit. <laughs> it was loud and fun and the colors were extremely bright and you could see the crash dummies doing stuff like <laughs> it was a yeah. lot of fun I miss it <laughs> I also just missed the old version of the ride I think just yeah. the whole experience you know the queue and the ride and everything all together was just something I think it's that nostalgia factor yeah. again it's definitely the nostalgia um but I also enjoyed the truck at the end, it used to be such a surprise. Like every time I would ride, I was like, oh my God, we almost got hit. But this, but now it's not, which upsets me. But that has nothing to do with the queue, just more about the old ride. But again, we're not going to diss the new one. It's very fun. I love designing the car and it creates a little competition within your family and the other people in your vehicle. So good job. <laughs> I think I think with the designing a car, I feel like after I did it once or twice, I didn't feel like doing it again. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't know. I maybe just because it's not like uh, Haunted Mansion or Peter Pan, where you kind of get a new experience with the level of interactiveness mm -hmm. in it. You know, it's it's always the same thing with test right. track. I mean, you could create a new car with different mm -hmm. features and different colors and styles and, and that, which is fun. But I think the way that my style is just as an artist, I kind of go towards the same thing every time and then I get bored with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I understand that as well. But yeah. <laughs> what do you have? I have one more until I get to like what my honorable mentions were. Um, so the last one I had on like absolute favorite ones <laughs> yeah. um, is Star Tours. 
I have star tours. You do? <laughs> yeah. I, I have star tours okay. too. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> star tours in Walt Disney World in Hollywood Studios is great because if you're waiting outside, it really looks like you're on Endor, mm-hmm. which is really cool. They have the giant trees and you can kind of hear Ewoks in the background. Yeah. Uh, Can't forget the giant AT-AT that you walk under. Yeah, which is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And it even shoots. Yeah. And cannons. it's amazing. And then when you actually get into the inside portion of the queue, the first thing you see is the Star Speeder 3000, which <laughs> is just so cool to see up close. Yeah. And not only is it that, but C-3PO and R2-D2 are there and they're doing their classic banter, which is always fun to listen to. Um, but one of the, I think one of the features I really like about that queue is the giant screen that they have that uh, announces all of the departures. Yeah, and it's in Arabesh, so mm-hmm. it'll switch from Arabesh to English. English, so you know where you're going, or in the case of the ride, the different places that you could possibly go, because it changes every time. Um, I also love RX24, the little robot who checks your luggage. Yes. Uh, I, it's funny because it is, in a way, just a, an airport in the Star Wars universe. Um, so you do, in a way, go through TSA. So you have RX24, and he's a bit of a goofball. He's checking the luggage. He can't even tell if you have blasters in your suitcase. So it's not very safe. Um, and while you're going through, you can see a bunch of droids. You see silhouetted figures that you might recognize from some of the movies before you go through the final like TSA check. There's another robot on top. And I believe now sometimes if you swipe your magic band, it'll say like, oh, Lauren Arnold is getting on. And it'll say like, wanted. <laughs> yes, I, I love that feature. And that's actually, I think something we talked about in our last episode um, or the episode before that, where, uh, in Haunted Mansion, when you're getting your photo pass photos, uh, a lot of those experiences are linked through your magic band. So if you're wearing your magic band on the ride, uh, there are little Easter eggs that might pop up with your name on it. The same goes for, um, Everest, which is also on my list. Um, because at the end, like right before you get on the ride, they have little advertisements saying like, oh, stay at our hotel. And they'll have quotes from people who have stayed. So it might say five stars. They have the best breakfast and the comfiest bed. Hallie. <laughs> Going back to Star Tours real quick. One more yeah. thing that I liked about the queue was actually waiting to get on the ride and they do the safety. Yeah. Um, and I love that uh, that little droid. Co- she comes over on the screen and and she says, "This is our preparing our our flight for Endor." And like she she's like so she's like a very proper droid, but also reminds me of 
someone you would find working at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it just has that personality and uh, watching all of the creatures get on to the star theater. Yeah. It is in a way a little pre-show. Yeah. It may not be as grand as haunted mansions or as immersive. They still give you that little video because you could be waiting in that small portion of the line before you load onto the ride for a good five minutes or so because if you think about it, those people before you like just got on. So they're experiencing the ride while you're waiting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have one that I still think is interactive. Um, it kind of puts you more into the environment and I don't think it's one that a lot of people experience a lot. Um, if you don't have little kids, um, but it's one that I've done, I think twice. I think I did it twice, yeah. um, but it's really cool to see and, and find some Easter eggs. And that is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Oh yeah. And while this is not a ride, this is more of a story, story time experience. Uh, you actually get to enter Belle's house and there are markings that, uh, show her height over the years of when she was growing Aww. and little in inventions that might be lying around on the tables that her father worked on and all around just a really cute uh, cue to experience and when you enter his workshop uh, the I, th I think it's like a door or maybe it's just the wall, um, but they actually project onto it and they kind of show you that opening scene of Beauty and the Beast. And then all of a sudden the door opens up and you're like, whoa, where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up uh, with Madame Wardrobe and then you enter the library and it's just a really fun themed experience. I think that in itself kind of shows you what themed entertainment is. Yeah. And it's such a small attraction that is often missed by a lot of people, but it is really, really incredible to see the details that they put in there. It's definitely amazing. I love a grand reveal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like I have so many more. Um, I don't know. There's just so many good cues. Oh. Um, Let's talk about it. Okay, well, these two I know you haven't been on, but I want to talk a little bit, and I just kind of... I was going to mention it, too. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance and Smoke yeah. Run have some of the best cues, especially Rise of the Resistance, because it's like ride and cue at the same time, but I'll start with Smuggler's Run. First of all, beautiful grand reveal. What? My dream. <laughs> I know. Beautiful grand reveal because you're literally, you start like under the Millennium Falcon, like the actual Millennium Falcon. And if that's just not enough, like they probably could have just done without the queue. And that would have been enough for everyone to be like, that's the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Um, <laughs> actually start crying right now because I've been having Disney withdrawals this week. Oh no! So, <laughs> you're, gonna, just, no you're gonna experience it. 
Trust me, Lauren. I know. You will. Look, look, everything happens for a reason. So I think it was a good thing that I wasn't there. And I will go someday soon. It's going to be um, worth the wait. And you know it. I know. It's just, you yeah. know, you know how it is. It's, I know. I know. You, uh, um, once you walk past the Falcon, you can explore Hondo's base with ships, different parts, and then you, you go up, you're going up ramps the entire time, and then you're, again, you see the Falcon, you see it overhead, and you have that, again, awe moment before no, uh, you go into the pre-show with Hondo, and they have... I kind of want to, well, let's talk about Hondo real quick, because yeah. a lot of people are not know who he is um mm-hmm. we're in, this is he might have han in his name but this is not han solo <laughs> I know. Uh, this is hondo onaka he yeah. is a space pirate that a lot of star wars fans know from star wars rebels mm-hmm. he made a lot of appearances um and he's he is that smuggler space pirate type like han solo but yeah kind of those it's like those years between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, where yeah. there was a big gap. And, you know, when you're a smuggler, things happen to your ship and someone might take it. So, <laughs> uh, so Hondo is, is in charge right now. So you're helping him on the mission. Uh, yeah. But it just, and like I said, I haven't been in person, but from everything I've seen in ride-throughs and walk-through tours, it's, it's like a dream <laughs> for it Star Wars fan. The animatronic of Hondo is amazing. It's so lifelike with his facial movements, his hands move around. Again, it's not the level of the shaman in Navi River Journey, but he's pretty damn close. Uh, <laughs> But even then, you think it can't get any better, it does. Um, (laughs) Because once you are briefed with your mission that you will be driving the Millennium Falcon, you will be piloting it and doing a mission for him, you actually enter onto, well, first you kind of go on like something that feels like the, the airport like terminals, you know, the things you go on to get onto the actual plane. Oh, like a, I can't think of the word. I don't know what the name of it is, but it feels like that because it's very enclosed. It's very weird. But then you actually enter into the Falcon. You can see the table. Like you can walk around. Like when you're, when you go to the gate to get on. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you walk around before you're finally taken into the cockpit, which again, grand reveal. It's just reveal after reveal for this queue. And there and, is interactive features on this. I was um, going to say, I was yeah. like, as we mentioned, they just went above and beyond. There's an entire Disney Play app. And if you go on it, you can find there's different markings, kind of like QR codes on some of the cargo shippings. You can scan for those. So you can complete missions while you're waiting in line and gain points. And I believe when you're on the ride, you can gain points for going on the mission and it'll transfer to the app that you're playing on. 
And there's one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you got to experience it when you're there, because I think it is timed, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it's programmed to happen at certain times. But uh, you do get, before you get on the ride, you do get to wait in the main common area of the Millennium Falcon with the hollow chest table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every once in a while, uh, like a red light will go off and lights start flickering and alarms start going off. And uh, there is a button in the back of the room near one of the spare like bunk beds. That's, oh, um, been in that area, but I've never seen a button. Yeah. Um, so there it's, and it's hidden because every, you know, everything is themed. So you yeah. would think it's fake, um, but it does flash and it kind of tells you to press it. Um, and it's kind of in the corner of that room. So if you notice it and that starts going off, if you press that button, everything returns back to normal. It's like a, oh. it's kind of like a systems failure check <laughs> happens. And it, it's really, really funny because that would be the kind of thing that would happen on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I just picture it, you know, like Han Solo would be like really upset and he'd be like, Rufio broke the hyperdrive again and then Leia would yell at him and Chewie would start getting <laughs> annoyed and it would be a whole thing. Yeah. So um that yeah, I'm very excited to finally go on it and take a bunch of pictures because it, it is so true to what you see in the movies and that yeah. is really exciting. It's fantastic. And then the one that opened up shortly after was Rise of the Resistance. And I will say the actual like very long queue, you do a lot of walking. I would say your time in line is mainly you walking because you do have, uh, they have the virtual queues now where you can schedule a time or they give you a time to come back. So it's not as long as a wait. I think it was only like 20 minutes, but again, it's just the walking. So you walk through the Rebel base and it kind of reminds me of Little Mermaid a little bit because it has that rock work, it has some waterfalls, it's very cute. And the base itself is nice, but I mean, there's not too much going on. They have the same interactive features where you can scan for the QR codes and they have um, some of the outfits they could wear, like the pilots, they have the weapons room. And then they have the big like battle plans up and running, but it gets really good <laughs> when you are finally put into your group and you get onto the transport. You go onto a transport and it's a ride, but you're standing <laughs> and well, still part of the queue. The, the room where Ray's hologram pops up, that's still the queue. And that's, yeah. you know, although it's pre-show, it's still yeah. part of you waiting in line. And it's just, it's, I don't even have words. I totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, right before you get onto the transport, you're briefed with your mission. You get to see Poe on screen. You get to see the hologram of Ray. BB-8 comes out, like fully functioning BB-8 comes out. And he talks to you. And, uh... Yeah, the hologram, that's insane. Uh, I think I talked to one of my professors about how they worked that out and how they did all of that because that's something that hasn't been done or shown in all of Disney pretty much. 
holograms are almost impossible all to of, do. Really all of theme parks. It was like yeah. a combination of that Pepper's Ghost effect yeah. that they put in Haunted Mansion and new technology that they... Lots of mirroring and you can, there's a little bit of a giveaway because there's an exit light. Yeah. Yeah, so... What about the exit light? <laughs> you're not, you're not going to know if you aren't like us. If you're okay. just knowing, you're just going to be amazed at that. But again, you get onto the transport and you're already immersed in the adventure and you get off the transport because you've been captured and it's absolutely insane. The door that you came in from, you get out of and you're on a Star Destroyer. And but I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this if if you don't want to be spoiled on how this works because I'm gonna oh, yeah. say it real quick then you might want to turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so the way that they do that because I know everyone's been wondering, and it's actually on a turntable. Yeah, whole uh, shuttle. So while you're you're moving, you know you're standing, but that vehicle is actually moving. It is actually turning on a turntable and mm -hmm. that is how they achieve that effect so that's a pretty cool thing. and you would be none the wiser because there's no windows inside of it they have the screens that act as windows and you get in and it's the exact surroundings that you were literally just in and then it takes you up over the land you get to see like an overhead shot of it and then you get captured and yeah the reveal of that is insane because the room is huge. They have a life-size TIE fighter, stormtroopers everywhere, and this is still the queue. Like, yeah, you're not even on the ride yet. <laughs> not the ride yet. <laughs> like, this is still the queue line. It's insane. And the cast members also are such an addition to the queue. The interactions with them is, wow, it's, they're cruel to you because you've been captured. You are enemies of the first order. They're about to question you. They do not like you. They will make sure you know that. They will yell at you. They are angry. They want you to stay in line. So you do yeah, have to- color. Remember your color. Remember your color. What's your color? Blue. Correct. <laughs> Group one, stand on the blue line. <laughs> <laughs> They're hilarious. It's a lot of fun. I will say this is where I waited in line the longest. Because once That's we moved to the room with That's the stormtroopers, I waited about like 15, 10 to 15 minutes before you are assigned your color and you get moved into questioning. And I will say it's a good thing they tell you your color and they ram it into your mind because you don't immediately get on the ride after that. You are again in another pre-show. You are being questioned by Hux and Kylo Ren comes. There's some stormtroopers. That's, that's more like a, it's like a prison cell. Uh, it is a prison cell. It's scary. It's pretty tight quarters. You're, you are with a small group because the ride vehicles are pretty small, but it's very intense and they do an amazing job because they don't use animatronics. It's a screen, but they, have the shadows moving to make it even more realistic. And then again, the queue, it's almost done, but they have to make it even better. A hole appears in the wall <laughs> and they push the wall and you are finally, you're welcomed by the rebels. 
and you finally get on the ride and get to do your mission. But it's such an experience, just even the queue. Like, that was the queue. How? I'm almost starting to think we were going to wait to do an episode on, uh, I know at least the rides for Galaxy's Edge. And I'm kind of at this point, I'm like, let's just talk about it because <laughs> who knows when I'm going to be able to go. Oh, but, no. But I mean, I, I've seen everything. I just haven't personally experienced it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is just unbelievable the work that those Imagineers did because I just, I don't have words. I mean, oh. just, if you're listening to this, you know, just go, go on YouTube go and watch talk it. The resistance. <laughs> you know, or Smuggler's Run, and just watch it, just for enjoyment. It is just absolutely amazing. There, I haven't been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but watching the videos, seeing the grand reveals of all that had me shocked. I was like, how are they doing this above and beyond every single time? That is only, that is the one ride that I have not watched the ride through for, because I wanted to be surprised, so. Anything. Um, But um, moving on from that, what other ones did you have, Lauren? I only had one more honorable mention, um, and it's actually not in Walt Disney World, but I had to mention it because I, have a feeling I know <laughs> I can't about cues without talking about this because ah <laughs> okay, hear me out, hear me out. Um, let's head over to Disneyland in California really quick um, for this. This is, this is my exception to the Walt Disney World list because we don't have this attraction here. I know it's one it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, got, uh, we got Jungle Cruise over here in Walt Disney World uh, and that's a great cue. It wasn't on my list. I, uh-huh. I think I'd rather talk to it uh, when we talk about more like music. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. Things like that. Um, But this is one that kind of has a combination of everything. And that is Indiana Jones Adventure. Yeah. (laughs) I knew, I was like, when is she going to mention it? When is she going to talk about Indiana Jones? (laughs) I, look, (laughs) I love this so much. The whole experience, um, (laughs) it, has kind of a similarity to dinosaur but dinosaur was never going to be on my list of favorite cues it's just (laughs) it's just so different you know from all the other ones um this indiana jones adventure has so much theming uh there is a it's like a jeep almost but it yeah. looks like looks a little bit like the ride vehicle um, that they have outside, and that was actually used during filming of the movie. Uh, so it was actually used in the film. They got um, an original. The outside area is gorgeous because it looks like you're looking uh, right at one of the ancient temples that Indiana Jones is actually exploring during this story, mm-hmm. and you have the classic 
uh, 1930s and 1940s music playing. And it kind of, it's got like a, like a generator sound playing behind yeah. it. Like it's actually rolling. And um, when you enter the temple, it's very dark. It's a little spooky. Uh, and there's some skulls, like skull heads that have been pierced through like pieces of bamboo. <laughs> um, it, it's telling you like, you don't want to mess around in this place. Yeah. And there are some pipes and like other bamboo sticks that you can actually pull and mm-hmm. play around with. And then when you get to the middle of the queue, it's a big open, like round room. Think, you can kind of think like the main area in Dinosaur, how it's like that round layout. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, there's actually a well that they dug up and there's a rope and there's a sign that says, do not pull. <laughs> which obviously means you're going to pull it. Yeah. (laughs) When you do pull it, you hear an archaeologist down there. I think he falls to his death. Oh, no. (laughs) Like I said, it's it's a little spooky. But uh, then you go through there, and it's it's kind of like you're in, like, a bat cave. It's kind of the feeling. It's very old. It's unexpected. You don't really know what you're going to find. And... Then you take the stairs down, whereas I know in Pirates, I think sometimes you take the stairs up. Um, and let's just all remember that Florida is like at or already below sea level. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't really something you could, well, you could achieve it in Florida. They would have to build the land higher, which I think is what they already do at the parks. Yeah. Um, yeah underground city but this you walk down and then it looks a little more like pirates where you see the ride vehicles at the bottom and then you make your way over and they ask you how many in your party and then you <laughs> and then they see you <laughs> um but it's it's really just the theming i love adventureland it's one of my favorite lambs in the whole park and i really I think the, like I said, the music has a lot to do with this, but um, I think the classic 1930s music with the theming of Indiana Jones combined is just the perfect combination. It's great. I love it. Well, also another one to yeah. look up on YouTube. <laughs> Definitely. Um, one that I think we've talked about in depth already um from a previous episode but i just wanted to mention it because it is one of the best cues is avatar flight of passage we talked about this in our pandora episodes if you want to hear us be in awe of all of that because it's an incredible line go listen to that but for the rest of animal kingdom i put expedition everest and Calais river rapids also kind of as a pair like i did with galaxy's edge because Mainly for the authenticity of it. It's beautiful. Joe Rohde, you did an amazing job. <laughs> Especially Everest going through the Yeti Museum. That's a lot of fun and you can just tell how much work they put into it. But I mean, 
Jirodi's amazing, and you can go through almost any of the Animal Kingdom ride queues and see the amount of detail in all of them. I totally agree with that. I have I, I don't have anything else to say because I know we talked about it last time. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I'm just thinking we're gonna have to do you know we're gonna have to do an episode on. Cars land at some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> about that that's like the perfect everything. It's yeah, just, that was just something I was thinking about. Um, yeah, that's all I had on my list. I Indiana Jones, man, that's one of my favorites. I can't say anything bad about it. Uh, did you have anything else on your list? Um, I think that was it for my favorite ride cues. Just I think list. they're all, let's be honest, they're all very good. Most of them are all good. And even if they're an old ride, like they still have that classicness to it. Even if it hasn't been updated with the new interactive features, they all have a little special something, but there are just some that are cut above the rest. Yeah, and also I, I'm excited to see what our list looks like when we finally talk about our favorite music in the parks because yeah. that's another big, like we said, that's a lot of what makes the queue so enjoyable when you experience it because the music plays a huge part in actually putting you in the story. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm excited for. Uh, but we want to hear what your favorite cues are, and I don't know, maybe you like cool dark spaces <laughs> like I do too, <laughs> or uh, maybe you just like uh, the authenticity of some of the cues, like Hallie was talking about. So tweet us at the Enchanted Pod with what your favorite cue is, and maybe what you guys want to hear from us next. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We hope you have a magical day.